This week on the Coach Mac Podcast, we continue talking about what the coaching staff is up to right now. Recruiting and camps all in full swing. New players potentially and families coming in to check out the Chippewa Champion Center. And finally, at last, we've tracked down first-year head men's basketball coach Tony Barbie. So Coach Mac talks with him and we get an idea of what things have been like so far and what to expect as he takes over the Central Michigan men's basketball program. A lot of great stuff on this episode, and we certainly hope you enjoy. How you doing this week? Well, great, and I tell you, I'm so excited about our being able to get uh, you know our guest this week, uh, mm-hmm. who's been man working his tail off, and Coach Barbie, and you know, we'll get to talk a little hoops, which you know is something I love. So uh, I'm excited for this one. In your next life, we all know that uh, you're going to be a basketball coach or maybe a, a basketball player. Yeah, well, you know, I was a player, but not very good. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, it, it just, I love it. And, and, you know, I just can't tell you how excited I am, you know, to have Tony part of this family and, and what he's bringing has been, uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to hear you guys talk because I know you've visited a few times, but the similarities of him coming into his first year and kind of taking over a program and you obviously doing the same thing, and I'm sure you felt the same things he's feeling now, just kind of running wild and trying to get his program set for uh, the winter because he was hired a little bit later, so he's got to yeah. play catch-up as well. Absolutely, and then you know, both of us in this uh, world of this transfer portal, uh, it has put a new spin on life, and yet uh, I think a, in a good way uh, for all the players and all the kids. Uh, so I'm sure he's going through that. But I think his experience, uh, having been a head coach, uh, really helps kind of navigate some of the things that come up. So Tony Barbie, first-year Central Michigan head men's basketball coach, will join us coming up. But, uh, Coach Mack, let's hear about what you and the staff have been up to. Recruiting and visitations have been going on. So how's everything gone over the last week since we last spoke? Well, I, I, let's start here. Our guest last week, Ian Scott, who you put the pressure on as far <laughs> as, uh, you know, knowing that. But he's still here. So I want you to know that. Perfect. But, uh, no, it, that was a great interview. I'm glad the people had a chance to, to you know, here Ian and in his background, but the, this month of June has been totally awesome and obviously busy as heck, uh, you know, with official visits. Uh, we'll have another one coming up this weekend and, and really looking forward to that uh, as far as securing some commitments for this next recruiting class. Uh, that's been going great. But between then, uh, our ability to, to actually have camps and get kids on campus. Uh, we've been doing one-day events, obviously not staying overnight or any of that kind of thing, but uh, uh, you know we've had five of those. We've run over 700 players through here. Wow. And I think when you look at it from that standpoint, that's obviously not all scholarship-type guys and this and that, but we've been able to show – Mount Pleasant, uh, this university off, you know, it's, it's some prospective uh, students, you know, that that might, you know, because of those experiences, uh, you know, come on board and, and be be chips as as students. It's great. And uh, then with each one of those, you know, you, you look up in the stands, and uh, there's quite a few parents, uh, coaches, um, 
people involved in these guys' lives who bring them. Uh, so our ability to get people here during this time, see the, see the campus, um, see the university, see the town of Mount Pleasant, man, it's been, uh, it's been a blast. You've talked about Mount Pleasant kind of being a secret or a hidden gem. This football facility now, the Chippewa Champion Center, there's the term soft opening for a building. <laughs> yeah. How about like an extended soft opening? <laughs> That's right. But speaking of hidden gems, this building here, I mean, I just would love to see the recruits, the, the family members, their faces when they see, one, this building and kind of go through it, and then when you sit in the stadium and just see how full it actually looks now yeah. with the video board on the other end and this you know, on the north end. Totally just changed uh, changed the vision and, and the look. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but more importantly, um, you know, the amount of comments that we've gotten. And it's been kind of cool, too, because we've had a lot of former chip players who brought their sons. So ah. one thing we've done is, is any – uh, given a VIP tour of the building to any former chip uh, that that has come back and and had them go down and see that cement block that that they had to walk over uh, in the other uh, older facilities that we've had, but uh, to see them come and as I've told each one of those guys, look, you're the ones who built this building. I just happen to have a chair in it that I sit in. Uh, it it it's all about you, the past. Uh, the future uh, moving forward and, and uh, game changer, I'm telling you. And, and to see the look on those former chips uh, as they go through the building with pride is is something that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. We have a couple alums here that are, are back for the first time, and you were explaining the block, but I don't know if we've told the people. So tell us about the block and the locker room and how that came together and, and what it's about. Yeah, it, no, I, I, fantastic. I'd love to say it was my idea, right? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, in, in designing the building, one of the things that, that I thought was really cool was they took a slab of the concrete that was in the old locker room and uh, – they actually put it in the floor uh, as you enter and, and leave, leave and enter the, the team locker room. Wow. Which all those former players touched that. Mm. And, you know, to me, this, this is about them. It's, it's about, you know, the Chippewa family. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. And then our guys know every time they cross that, that, that block of concrete, uh, that's in the floor, that this is not only for them, but it's for all the players that, that have played before them. Yeah, wow, that's tremendous. You talk about keeping a tight-knit Chippewa family and remembering the footprints, literally, of the guys yeah. that built up this program, and what a great way to honor them is that's now part of the new building and the new um, historic memories that will happen out on this field and now in this building. Yeah, no, it's... it's uh, it's fantastic, but you know, stepping back, this month has been awesome. Uh, you know, the ability to get people back and and the ability to uh, get people on campus uh, to see all the great things that are going on here in Mount Pleasant and uh, at Central Michigan. You're a busy guy again, right? I yeah. Mean, this is uh, last year around this time. I don't know if you knew what to do with yourself. I mean, you know, you you do the morning staff meetings over some computer and uh, you make some calls and do some FaceTimes and then you sit there and go, hey, but, but, 
when do we get out, right? <laughs> when can we go out and, and touch the people? And uh, now we're able to do that. So um, it's really been the excitement uh, of it. It has been uh, it's been awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just really grateful. Our, our staff actually, obviously, we just went through a four-day camp stretch. We had one the week before on a Sunday Um just finished up staff meeting this morning, and, and uh, the staff split to go evaluate one uh, at a camp in Youngstown, Ohio, the other one to Chicago. Uh, and then we'll get back tomorrow having all our players on campus. Uh, our OTAs are going great. And and, uh, and then this Sunday, uh, we've got uh, 24, 24 I believe is the number, uh, 24 new Chippewas. Uh, and their families as they move into the dorms and, and uh, prepare from last year's recruiting class. So uh, it's a great time, man. It's a blast. That's a lot to juggle. I mean, you know that there's always a lot on your coach's plate. But to have new players, returning players, and then future players yeah. all trying to remember everything, meet their families, and make sure that they feel like this place is hopefully their future home. Well, and, and I just can't tell you how fortunate we are here to have the staff that we've been able to put together because uh, these guys get it. They're, they're tireless workers. Um, you know, there is no set schedule, so to say. You, you've got to be available. You've got to be on, and, and it's sell, sell, sell. Uh, that, that's, that's part of it. And uh, – you know, juggling all those things. I know this. The guys have a smile on their face because they're back to juggling. Mm-hmm. Therefore, while we weren't juggling. I got a couple more questions for you, Coach, and then we'll we'll get uh, new head coach Tony Barbie coming up here as we'll chat with him. Uh, number one, for this time, you're you're looking at all these players, but then you've got the schedule also coming up and you've got the season. Have you started to, to divulge into those early opponents or how oh, do you yeah. mix all that with the recruits in the camps? And- yeah, that's all part of it. Uh, the summer breakdown, we call it, uh, on the specific coordinators at those schools. Uh, we've started those books. Uh, some teams have been, have we've finished. Those are ones then when we get back here in the middle of July, then we go back and redo those to plan ahead. Maybe some unique things we're going to have to work on in fall camp uh, that that might be unique to a certain program that we're going to face down the road. So it's not, uh, you know, all of a sudden, oh, shoot, now we've got three days to get ready for this, right? Uh, but um, the summer scouting reports, the summer breakdowns on the opponents and upcoming opponents um, – and especially when you look into it when there's a transition, you know, you you may be looking at a team but really looking at film from a, another school because that's where, you know, that person came from that's that's calling the offense or the defense. So um, that's a big piece of what we do uh, during the summer as we prepare for, for August. So with just specifically Missouri, Coach Drinkwitz coming from yeah. App State, you potentially, you guys are looking at maybe App State film from the past because he's only been there for a year at Missouri. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's there's changeover on every staff every year. So then it's researching where those guys come from and what might they bring to add uh, or maybe what they might bring and delete, you know, uh, from 
from the year before. So there's a ton of that, especially with early opponents. Usually as you get in about game five, you know, you, you, you've got a pretty good book on what the team's doing um, uh, from there. So there's a lot of research on spring games. Uh, there's a lot of uh, phone calls back and forth uh, with different people that might have worked on staffs that we know uh, some of those people are just so we can get every little piece uh, uh, so there aren't any surprises come fall. And then in terms of recruiting, is there something specific you guys are looking for with this class? Is it just adding the right future Chippewas, or what's kind of the mindset with this recruiting class that you're uh, preparing right well, now? Well, here's the interesting thing. This is the first time we've been able to see guys now for about a year and a half. So the, in, the in-person evaluation is huge, and uh, that's what we're able to do right now. Now, this upcoming class, uh, you know, is not going to be a huge one for us, uh, so as much as we're focusing on 22 grads, we've actually extended that much further with the 23 and 24 grads that we're seeing. Uh, so we're getting an early start on those recruiting classes as we move forward. Wow. Again, a lot of planning goes into this, and uh, you can tell you've talked about your staff and complimenting how much they help you out, but you guys are are dealing with a ton, certainly, throughout the year, 365. Well, so. here's the good thing. We're dealing with it, yes. right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, great, that's the great part of it. Absolutely. Well, we talked a lot of football. Let's, uh, what do you say we talk some hoops? Uh, you know what? This, I've been looking forward to this since this guy actually you know, got on board because, uh, as you know, I've, I've, I love basketball, uh, love what this guy's all about, and uh, looking forward to getting the people to kind of meet him a little bit. Uh, I don't want to scare him away because somebody told me we were up to 17 listeners. So uh, who knows, man? It, it, this is this is going to be cool. I just want to make sure we can confirm he is in Mount Pleasant because I feel like he's been recruiting yeah. all over the United States. But well, you know here, what? Right? I'd, I'd be pissed off if he wasn't, you know. So exactly. that, that's kind of how it works. All right, Coach Mack. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce our next guest that we are so excited to have on here? Well, it's been like, I mean, I've been trying for this, right? But uh, obviously it's a great news that he's busy as hell the way it should be. But Coach uh, Barbie, thanks for being here, man. Coach Mack, I appreciate you having me on. Adam, appreciate you guys having me on. Excited, looking forward to it. You know, uh, taking over a program, especially when you did, uh, all the different things that kind of come flying at you and yet your experience as a head coach. How has some of that been as far as in this first couple months? Well, nothing is normal, as, as <laughs> you know, you. In, yeah. in, in these days and times coming out of COVID and uh, trying to fill a roster and recruiting off of Zooms. And it's funny, we had our team checking in this weekend for summer workout, summer school program. And you know, usual normal times, you're, you have met the parents, you've been in their homes, in their living rooms, you've seen them play in person multiple times, and the guys were checking in, and it's like you're introducing yourself, hey, I'm Coach Barbie, I'm the new coach, because you've done everything off of video, so it's it's unusual, but, but it's been a great kind of crazy, I say, just trying to recruit the community, recruit a new team, and uh, trying to recruit my own family because they, yeah. they're starting to forget about me now that I'm up here in Mount Pleasant and they're still down in Lexington, so try, still trying to make sure they're still on board with me as well. So, you know, one of the things I don't think a lot of people realize in our profession is uh, the families and moving and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family 
and uh, how's that piece going and, and when are we going to get him up here well it's been it's been great it's uh, you know the the coach's wife they they know what they signed up for going into it and my wife and I we've been married for 21 years she's the real head coach of our family right. and keeps it all moving so I can go do what I'm doing um you know they, they my two kids my daughter Hayden is a 20 year old uh junior at uh, University of Kentucky honors engineering student so she'll be staying behind this will be her she never really got that going away from home experience. Yeah. Now the going away from home is we're leaving her. So she's the one who's really not happy with dad. And then my, uh, my son is a 16 year old high school sophomore. He's a little bit in between. He's excited for the new challenge and meet new friends and all those things, but he's going to miss his basketball team at the high school there in Lexington. He's a, he's a high school golfer. He's going to miss his team, uh, there as well. But, uh, you know, like my wife always says, you you coaches have it easy. You come to a new town and you've got a built-in support network. Your staff, the boosters, everybody's happy to meet you and excited. And you drag us along. We don't know anybody. That's right. <laughs> so, so no, it's uh, it's it's been good. Yeah. So, little background. You know, uh, obviously a, a player of your stature playing at UMass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming from Indianapolis, but. I think one of the things uh, your experience about let's let's just talk about playing in the tourney as a player. Yeah, getting that bid and being able to go play in the tourney. Tell what is that like? It, you know, it's it's exciting. Um, when it's funny, the guy that I played for, uh, Coach Calipari, who mm-hmm. is a f- great friend, he's a mentor, but he'll somebody that will always be coach to me. Everybody knows the Coach Cal of now and today. The success track record, Hall of Fame, national titles, and all those things. I went to go play for him. He was a 29-year-old yeah. Division One head coach. Mac, how old were you when you yeah. got your first head coaching I, job? You know, I was just thinking when you said that. I mean, I was, uh, shoot, what's it been now? Probably 49, I guess. Yeah. 29. Yeah. What? Yeah. He didn't know any more than the, than the players right. at the time. At least that's how we looked <laughs> at it. But, you know, we, we went and played for him because of the vision he was selling where he he created he wanted to create a family and a bond for life and all those things and you know I went to, coming out of Indianapolis I had a lot of Big Ten offers where I could have played and I wanted to go play for the people not for the facility not for the history tradition and the relationship that I was able to build with him and his staff um, and build something a legacy of my own with and help him do that and we were able to do that taking a, a team that was probably. When I got there as a freshman, our class got it going for him. We were a second recruiting class, and uh, UMass was probably ranked 310 out of 315 <laughs> right. at the That's time right. in the country when we got yeah. there. And it was like people were saying, where are you going? You who? And, and um, playing in a real league. You yeah, know, the Atlanta 10. 10. Yeah. The 18 yeah. at the time. There was yeah. five or six teams yeah. a year going to the NCAA tournament. John yeah. Cheney and the yeah. t- those Temple teams were strong and mm-hmm. who we had to overcome. And But eventually going f- – NIT, NIT Final Four, and then with the final, the big breakthrough my junior year where we had won the conference regular season, won the Atlantic 10 tournament. We won 30 games that year, made it to the uh, Sweet 16, lost yeah. to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, in that game, that the game before the game, the Kentucky-Duke-Christian-Leitner-Shy game, <laughs> we had right. lost to Kentucky the game before that. And so it, it was just when you go build a legacy, it's, what, it's kind of what I'm selling our guys right now. You know, you're – you want to leave a legacy, something that 10, 15, 20 years, when you look back, um, that you will always be remembered when you come back to that community that I'm talking about right now and how you build those certain things. So it's from a playing perspective, it's something you always look back on fondly and now trying to build that same thing here as a coach is, uh, is going to be a challenge. So 
hearing that and seeing that, what, what you just... So technically, Grant Hill and Christian Leitner kind of owe it to you, <laughs> right? Because that play would have never happened, right? Well, it was Kentucky. Yeah. Duke, Duke was on the other side, yeah. but it wouldn't have been against Kentucky. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a chance in that Kentucky game, too. Yeah. I look back, we were playing in the old Philadelphia Spectrum. Oh, the Spectrum. And it yeah. had the Spectrum down the yeah. sideline. And we had got down big in the, in the first half and came out in the second half and tied the game late in the game. With about three minutes to go, we were down three, had the ball. And and Cal's used to, you know, he still kind of gets aggressive with the officials, and they really couldn't tell the coaching box sure. because of the spectrum lines mm-hmm. in front of the bench. So one of the officials had had enough. Mm-hmm. Look back, sees him out. He was in the box, but saw the line in the spectrum. Gave him a tech. Uh, Couldn't pull it back. Sure. All all those things. So, you know, those were fond fond memories. Fond yeah. memories, good time. Yeah, they think about the spectrum. I mean, you're talking about the good doctor. You're oh talking man, about Moses chocolate Malone, thunder. thunder. You know, I mean, you're you're. you're wow, Andrew Tony. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Boston Strangler. Oh I yeah, mean, unbelievable. Some fantastic teams. It was fun playing in that building. Yeah. That's one of the things about you know sports. Yeah. Whether you're playing in a a great stadium um, that that you looked at as a kid and watched all your legends and then getting them to play in there or coach in there. Yeah. Just create memories. You know, that I, I, total off subject here, right? You know, because this is where I, I I get the question quite often, you know, the venues that we've been fortunate enough to be able to play in over, over our career and, and that kind of thing. But are there two places that maybe stand out from a basketball standpoint that you walk in and you go, wow, you know, uh, whether it's the history, whether it's how nice it is, you know, what would be two of those? Well, for me, being a, uh, a native Hoosier. Sure. And, yeah. you know, my dad, just to give you a little bit of background, I come from a football family. Yeah. My dad played football mm-hmm. um, at Tennessee State, played high school basketball in Indianapolis with Oscar Robinson, the Big oh, O. The Big O, sure. So he, my dad was the football player setting all the screens and getting yeah. all the rebounds for the Big O, but he went on to play um, football at Tennessee State. But in Indiana, Hinkle Fieldhouse. The or Butler University yep. is their home court. It's where Hoosiers was filmed. It's yeah. where the state championship was played forever. Yeah. Um, and so playing in Hinkle, well, when I was coming through high school, it was the legendary state tournament of one class. It wasn't like the, today's they've divided it into six classes and everybody gets a ribbon yeah, type of deal. Right. It was yeah. one class, and it was the, the legendary, the Milan, the Hoosier, yeah. the, the, the underdog wins it. And if you got a chance to play in Hinkle yeah. as an Indiana high school player, well, our sectional went through Hinkle every year. And oh, it was okay. the toughest, the one-class system. And it was all the Indianapolis teams. So get, there was always 15 of the top 20 teams in the state were in the sectional. And then one guy, one team came out of there. So that that was probably one of them. And then I think the ultimate, not played in a lot, coached a lot, was playing in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, they call it the world's famous arena. Yeah for a reason and I was fortunate enough to play in there a few times in my college career we uh when we made it to the NIT final four uh postseason my second my second year at UMass uh we played two games in there because the the winner and the loser the first game played you either played the championship game or the the consolation game and so playing two games in the garden at the time and just in that legendary unbelievable place yeah unbelievable you know you mentioned like that and at one time, the NIT actually held 
more credence than really the NCAA tournament. I mean, you 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 went to play in the NIT to play in the Garden, and and ultimately that might have been the best four teams at the end that that were in NCAA basketball at that time. Oh, 100 percent, and that was uh, that was way before me when yeah. when that was you're talking back in the 60s and the 70s, but. There's always that mystique about playing in New York City in the Garden and America's Playground and all those legendary players and coaches that came through Madison Square Garden. Right. And just getting a chance to play in there was just unique. But what about you? What about the – give me your football stadium. Tell yeah. me, like, the one you got to coach in that <laughs> yeah. you, like – So, growing up out – well, I'd say out west, you know, in Montana, right? We didn't have, obviously, there weren't – I mean, we had the two local state schools, right? But – we would get the Pac-8 or the Pac-10, you know, it became, which is now the 12. But So that was kind of, when when uh, our second year, when we won our first national title at Alabama, to be able to play it in the Rose Bowl, uh, even though traditionally the SEC never plays there, but it happened to be, um, that's where we played the national championship that year. And to walk out... Now, this place is dungy and ugly <laughs> and, I mean, horrible. But the history, yeah. right, it just oozed of it. And so that one probably had as much impact on me as, as any place we've ever been. And, uh, you know, that, that, that second one, in fact, we're going to take the Chippewas there. Okay. But playing at LSU okay. at night. Yeah. Death Valley. Oh my! I mean, it's real. It's a it's a one road in, so your bus goes down this road, and you got these Cajuns doing everything imaginable to piss you off, yep. right? As as you're going down into the bowels of such a great facility, and then to be able to walk out and actually see this Mike the Tiger guy in yeah. this cage, you know, it's incredible. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like this is pretty cool, yeah. right? So. Our fans will be able to 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 get a little of that, but uh, well, you never got the experience because you were focused on the game plan right. and the coaching aspect. I've been in that tailgating scene. I can only when imagine. I was at Auburn and I went over there with the football team a couple of years. I mean, is yeah. is it not the best tailgating <laughs> in the country? You can understand that crawfish boil yeah. going on, and it's, and you can smell it from yeah. your hotel. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. where you're staying. Yeah, incredible scene. Yeah, no, it it it's a good thing. So. As you're kind of moving forward here, uh, tell me about getting your staff together and kind of how all that kind of worked. Well, you know, just taking over a program, you, you want to surround yourself um, with people that share your vision, your philosophy, but also bring different level of experiences to the table. Because as the head coach, what the, the last thing you want is a bunch of people that are, that are yes men around That's you. That's right. You, you yep. want your staff to keep your mind working and bringing you different ideas to keep you thinking about things that are a little bit different. So, you know, when I organize the staff, um, you know, I just, I wanted good people around me who are going to help me develop young men into men um, and understand that using the, the ball, whether it's football or basketball, is a great vehicle to teach life lessons. And I think I've, I've done that with the, the staff of people I've surrounded myself with. Guys who I've known for a while, um, Shane Hireman, who comes from DePaul, um, coached the number one high school team in the country to a national title before he went to DePaul, has been around fantastic players. 
he's an even better man, um, knows the game inside and out. I actually coached against him when I was the head coach at, at UTEP. He was playing at Tulsa oh, be darn. at the yeah. time in, yeah. in the old Conference USA days. Yeah. So we go back a, a long ways. Um, he's my associate head coach. Uh, Marlon Williamson is, again, you go back to family and having guys around you that you know, that you trust, um, that and know what they're going to bring to the table. table. Marlon is from the city of Detroit, played for the number one uh, AAU program out of Detroit, brings that experience, coached that AAU program. But he's a guy that I've known for a long time. One of the guys who was on Coach Calipari's staff at UMass when I played for Coach Cal is who Marlon played for in college when he was the head coach at, at, at Youngstown State. So the connections. The, yeah, yeah right? You know yeah. how small yeah, the world is. is of, yeah. um, and then Chris McMillan, my uh, third assistant, um, Chris played for me at Wyoming when I was an assistant at Wyoming. Cowboy Joe, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be darned. 21 years ago. I was yeah. in Laramie uh, for one year, 10 months. It yeah. seemed like 10 years. Sure. I, when, you're, when you're out in Laramie. I mean, no, Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the winter, I think the state bird in Wyoming's the mosquito during, during the summer. <laughs> you know, I mean, unbelievable. I, I, obviously, the time in Fort Collins, and we had a great rivalry yeah, with uh, played for the bronze boot and all that kind of crap. But I tell you what, I their players would come to Fort Collins because they needed to get the hell out of Laramie. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, our, that was our recruiting trick in Wyoming. When we'd have to go to, to DIA and Denver Airport yeah. to pick up recruits because you weren't going to fly them into Laramie in the wintertime. <laughs> We'd stop in Fort Collins because it was the halfway point, as you know. Yep. Fort Collins one of the best cities yep. Great place. in America. Yep. We'd have dinner there. Mm-hmm. So then when we left dinner on the way to campus in Laramie, we knew they'd fall asleep after dinner, so they'd forget to drive. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. I love it. Yeah. But, no, it's, I got a great staff of people yeah. around me. I brought a film, uh, our fil- uh, film video coordinator from Kentucky with me. He'll be our director of operations, Mike Fraunheim. Um, so I'm excited about the staff of people, not just the team we got. And, you know, I, I think – their transition, same thing you're going with their, you know, with, with your family, yeah. you know, those guys getting in here and meeting the people. Have you, have you had a chance? I know it's been kind of hard, obviously, but you know, the one thing that sold me on this place were the people, the, the, the people in the university and, and obviously the people in Mount Pleasant. Have you had a chance to meet some people? A hundred percent. I mean, you know that you can't do this job no matter if you're in the biggest city or the smallest town. You can't do this job from behind the desk. Mm-hmm. You can't. And so, you know, I like to eat. Uh-huh. Barbie likes to eat. So <laughs> we, I think we've, uh, with, with the, especially with the families not being here That's right, right now. You got to find a place. We're going out every yeah. night as a staff, and mm-hmm. we're we're meeting people. We're inviting um, friends from the community because obviously you want to take this friend raising that <laughs> hopefully eventually turns into fundraising as That's you're right. able to share your vision. But we've met a lot of neat people in the community already that they're excited. Yep. They're excited for, for basketball to be back. Like I said, you know, the schools in, the, in this league, it's a competitive yeah. league, now, football, basketball. Yeah. And every program in this conference has had its moment. Mm-hmm. Central Michigan had, basketball's had its moment. Um, the Dan Marley era, the Chris Kamen era, the Dan Roundfield era. I mean, you're talking about significant moments. Well, now it's time for Central Michigan basketball to have their moment again, and people are excited. And like I tell everybody I'm meeting right now, everybody's excited to meet me, the new coaches, the new staff. Well, I'm undefeated right now. Well, you know how that goes. I'll so this is what, the best I, time to get out and about. I'm loving it because you're taking some heat off of me right now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like the old guy here, right? And here, meet Tony. Right? <laughs> so, no, that's great. But, well, uh, Adam, I, uh, I, this is fantastic. You taking the time to get over here and, and – uh, There'll be many more of these. So uh, I'm uh, 
welcome aboard again. And uh, as you can tell, uh, the chips are in great hands. Uh, that, that basketball program and McGurk Arena, I can't wait to see it light up here uh, as, as we move forward. Well, Mac, I appreciate that. And don't mind me. If you find me down on a random Saturday, I'll have the headset on. <laughs> Got no problem. I'm going to be putting in a couple plays. Yeah. You know, and, and look, when we're struggling, I'm going to go, hey, what, 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 Tony, what do you got for us, man? I love it. Well, much anticipated, but uh, wow, Tony Barbie here in Mount Pleasant. He's a busy man. I, I want to correct myself because he came in right after we semi-introduced and he said, Whoa, 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 we haven't been out recruiting because we can't do That's that. That's right. Yet. It doesn't start until this weekend <laughs> for him, I think, or something like that. So, I don't want to get him in yeah. trouble early, but, uh, man, he's been busy, like you said, moving and trying to get the family up here and then just trying to get acquainted with Mount Pleasant. Well, and filling his roster, uh, you know, and getting those guys here and getting to know each other and so he can, you know, work and they can get together and, and start to build a bond as a team. So um, I think people could tell, man, that this guy is – unbelievable for this town and this community and I, you know uh, the energy and in his professionalism man it's it's uh and and i think what's really good too is is uh the fact he's kind of been through it done it i think that really helps yeah down at utep he's played as you mentioned yeah. went to the tournament he yeah. know what that feeling's like and then has been an assistant and i i really like his staff like he yeah. said he didn't just go get the same person he got uh people with different roots and different connections and, and bringing all of that staff together, I think it's going to be a really fun program to follow. No, it will be. And, and uh, you know, for, for, for him and, and like I talked to him earlier, it's, you know, it's about the people. And the one thing I will tell you is Mount Pleasant, this community, this university has great people. Also, I know you guys are going to be super busy you with football and recruiting and him with recruiting in the season. But if there's a, if there's a day where you could just sit down and talk old college basketball, oh, I think you two would, I, uh, you two would do all right. I, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I live for it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, he, he talked about, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch a game uh, in the tournament. There was a sweet 16 matchup and, was able to spend a couple days there uh, at Madison Square Garden in mm. when you walk around and and the history of not just basketball but all the events I mean holy mackerel you know it's crazy but uh yeah it uh, I I look forward to visiting uh, and when we do talk you know it's 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 great cuz and we really don't ever talk shop yeah, you know, and, and that's that's the fun part. For him coming in, were you able to offer him any kind of advice or help when he came in if he needed it? Because I know you guys have talked a few times just about what it's like in Mount Pleasant and what's it kind of like to start your first season. I know different sports, but there's a lot of similarities between taking over a program at the same school. Yeah, and I, I um, um, we in this athletic department, uh, you know, we work together and uh, we're all in it together. So. Um, you know, there's a couple things that, you know, you, you got to kind of navigate and, and some things like that that, you know, somebody helped me with. So obviously, given any of that kind of stuff. But uh, as you could tell, he's got a vision. He's got a direction. He knows what he wants it to look like and what it's supposed to look like. And uh, I'm really excited for this up, upcoming basketball season as I am the football season. But really, the program's moving forward down the road. I, uh we're in great hands.
number one thing on the checklist when he came in. You got to deal with this broadcaster guy that's a <laughs> that, pain in the butt. Well, and that uh, I, I, I just uh, I'll let the listeners know. So, <laughs> the first part of this broadcast was on this little fancy kind of machine that never works. Comrade unit, yes, yeah, yeah and. Uh, you know, it finally, in case any of the listeners want to help us, we're, we're, we don't have that unit anymore. It broke. So R.I.P. This, this, this whole segment was done uh, on an iPhone. Yes. Um, so who knows what it's going to sound like. You think we're going to drop a listener or two from yeah. 17 to 16? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I tell you what, we ought to drop this machine that keeps breaking. <laughs> You know, when they brought in the wrecking ball to, to <laughs> yeah. tear down the old we building. should have left it here. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Well, we're making it through. It is the offseason. We'll, uh, we'll get it all together. Coach, what's on the agenda for you this week? Well, you know, as we talked earlier, it's recruit, 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 and do that again. And, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fun time of year. Obviously, the weather's great here, so when we do – we do get people here. Um, they're seeing it uh, in a in a great light, and uh, you know that's that's really moving forward. Other than one small event, uh huh, which our next podcast, we're taking the staff down to uh, Lansing to go watch the Lug Nuts versus the Loons. Love it, and uh, we'll get a little minor league baseball in, which. Uh, we'll we'll head out of here after OTAs on on Thursday and get down there and, and let the coaches and their families uh, enjoy a day at the ball or a night at the ballpark. Thirsty Thursday for you. Usually our our biggest crowds and a seven oh five start against the Loon. So a little yeah. in state rivalry, right? right? And uh, you know the fact uh, you know the general manager is a former chip and and is uh, extending uh some some things to us as a staff i'm I'm looking forward to getting down there and, and uh looking forward to sitting back maybe grab a few peanuts and and uh watch a ball game hopefully we can get a uh a lug nut a lug nut dog in there too yeah we've got lots of great food options beverage options that you can find all sorts of stuff and uh it's gonna be fun so lug nuts loons thursday tyler parsons the gm former yeah. cmu guy and uh we're happy to have you, Coach. Can't wait for that. And how about this? This is the first time in this Coach Mac podcast history we're going to record two podcasts in the same week. Oof. I tell you what. When are they going to – when does this one go that we're doing? Do you even know? I don't know. It's above, it's above my head. I don't is know. Is that right? <laughs> so, um, I got you. Well, let's get it out there. And uh, let's go nuts, right? Let's go nuts. And, uh, Coach, thanks again for doing this. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. Rick. You're not going to be coaching for once at a game. You get to sit back and just watch and enjoy. No, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, exciting. And, and those are those are all fun things. And, and really, I'm looking forward to that for some of our coaches that have uh, little kids uh, or, or teenage kids, whatever they are. But, you know, to be able to sit with that at a ballpark, uh, that, that, that's something that's special. Absolutely. We'll get your work done this week. We'll see you at the ballpark on Thursday at Jackson Field. Can't wait, bud.